It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Got another good one for you today as the Dubs are scheduled to take on the Toronto Raptors in Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Klay Thompson is a go. Kevin Durant is not. Kevon Looney has a status update. An NBA owner looks like a doofus. And a big trade in the NBA that could possibly affect the Warriors. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. If you're looking for the show, go ahead and download the brand new podcasting app, Himalaya. It is free, easy to use, gives you personally curated playlists, allows you to follow all your favorite shows. You can like and comment on them as well. So go ahead, go to your app store, download Himalaya, subscribe to Locked On Warriors, and give give us a like and just some great comments too. Also want to say thank you to Untuck It for sponsoring Locked On. If you're looking for a great Father's Day idea, their shirts are specifically designed to look great, untucked, and feel comfortable at work. Or on the go, no tugging or tailoring required. Go to untuckit.com, promo code NBA to get 20% off. What up, everybody? Locked on Warriors, Charles T. Hamilton. Game four, tonight, Dubs, Raptors. It is official. Clay Thompson is active. He is good to go. It was confirmed by Steve Kerr. The, the decision came down to, and this is all what we pretty much assumed, that the decision came down to if he plays, there's a chance he could re-injure himself. The injury could get worse. Plays in game three. Two more days of treatment and rest could do wonders for this injury. Now, nothing is guaranteed, but it would be a lot better if he didn't play in game three and rested and got rehab and blah, 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 blah. And that's from Steve Kerr, uh radio interview he did yesterday. And I, look, we'll just have to, we're going to have to play the results because if Clay comes out and kills it and they win game four and then KD comes back eventually, or even if Clay, KD doesn't come back and they just end up winning the series with Clay playing great and Steph playing great, and Clay being much healthier after sitting out game three, then that's fantastic, and they were right, and that's all that matters. So we'll just have to wait and see. Again, I still think Clay should have played in game three. He said he wanted to play, said he felt good enough to play, but they made the decision to quote-unquote save the player from himself. So maybe we revisit this after the series, but right now the only thing we can do is see what happens, play the results, Hopefully Steve Kerr and whoever else had a part in this decision are proven right. So we'll have to wait and see. But bottom line, 
is Clay is a go for tonight, a go for game four, and he's feeling good. He's feeling ready to go. He was asked about what he can bring to the team to help them win tonight, and uh, a perfect answer from Clay, as usual. Uh, well, I think I can impact game four by doing what I do, is getting buckets and getting stops. Buckets and stops, that's what it comes down to. Hopefully he can provide both of those. Uh, but on a more serious note, it's good to have him back because of what worked in game two, and we'll see if it continues to work in game four, was him guarding Kawhi, which then left Draymond and Iguodala off the ball as help defenders, which is their, where they're the most effective, where they're at their best. But without him, it had to be Andre Iguodala on Kawhi, Draymond spent some time on him, etc. And then offensively, obviously, his, his shooting, his scoring was badly needed in Game 3. And that's even with Steph going off for 47. So it's a good sign to have him back. He was also asked a pretty, uh, you know, I don't want to hate on the guy, but it was kind of a dumb question just because it's as if Clay only decides to play well in Game 6s. You know, like, like, we going to get a game six performance out of you? I, I don't know, man. What, what, do you think I only perform well in game six? Do you think I something changes in game six for me? So he was asked that question and had a perfect response, as usual. My man, I don't even know what I'm doing for dinner tonight, so <laughs> I can't tell you what's going to happen game six. I'm just focused on getting a great workout this afternoon. That will hopefully lead to an amazing game tomorrow night. Man. Superstars are just like us. Just like me, at least. I I never know what I'm doing next. Uh, but I, I understand where that answer came from. And it's tough to not, I don't know, give reporters a hard time when they ask questions like that. When they think they're asking a good question. Like, who knows, man? It's, it's the game of basketball. Sure, I'd love to. I'd love to go out there and hit, you know, nine threes. In a, in a game like I've done before in game sixes, but I, I don't know, <laughs> you know. So I thought that was funny. But anyways, back to the game that will be played tonight. Matchups, adjustments, I, I don't even know at this point. Uh, I'll tell you one thing that needs to happen is they need to play better perimeter defense, better three-point defense. Because even in game two when they won, Toronto was just missing some pretty open shots. And I don't know how much that will change with Clay, how much of a difference maker Clay is in that aspect. He's definitely a good defender. It'll help, but it's not as if he's the the one piece that made them good defensively. It's effort. The whole team has to to buy in to defending the three point line. And I think we'll see that tonight. We we need to see it tonight if they want to turn this thing back to a series. Because here's the other thing: Game Four. I don't want to say must win, especially with this team. I'm. This is the team that you can't count out until they're literally out. But man, three one is gonna is a deep deep hole to climb out of. So there's a lot of pressure on tonight's game, especially going back to Toronto for five. But like I said, Draymond, you know, had his plan. He knew what he he's got his plan for what's gonna happen. Win the next game, go back to Toronto, win game five, come back to Oracle. Win game six, and then celebrate. Fun times ahead. And like I said, Draymond, that would be swell. 
I would love it if that if that's how it works out. But as far as tonight goes, defense is a, a major key in this game. They have to slow down Toronto's three-point shooting. Danny Green, Van Vliet, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry had a great game in game three. They have to figure out how to slow down the perimeter uh, perimeter shooting of, of Toronto. And as far as Boogie is concerned, look, he was bad in game three, and that's the tough part is he's in a rough spot, man. He is coming off an injury <laughs> after coming off a bigger injury, never really got into full rhythm. So game two was incredible. Game three was bad. Do we get another solid game in game four? We'll see. They're probably going to need it because Bogut played 22 minutes and he was fine in those minutes. But right now, that center spot is rough without Kevon Looney, who actually we got a minor injury update on him uh, today or yesterday, actually. that There's a chance he could return. There's a chance he could return. I'm not going to get into all the specifics, but the bottom line is there's a chance, and, and Steve Kerr sounds pretty optimistic that, that he will return. Whether it's tonight or not, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I kind of doubt it, but you never know. And that's the other thing that I've been saying too, which also kind of why I was upset about Clay not playing in Game 3. This is the time you do it, man. You're not saving yourself for anything else besides the NBA Finals. There's not a series after this. And I understand the reasoning because they he could have possibly injured himself worse. But anyways, we also got the report that Kevin Durant is out tonight. He will not be back. Uh, Steve Kerr still pretty vague on it, but he said that basically he misspoke, that there's one more hurdle he has to get over or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I hope he can return with game five on Monday. It'll give him a couple more days and... Maybe he can get on the court and figure it out, but maybe it's all gamesmanship and he's not going to play at all. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, But one thing that bugs me is all the media analysts that apparently have PhDs as well, that they cover the team, but they're also doctors on the side. We have no idea what's going on, when he'll play, if he plays, so we'll just have to wait and see. But a couple more days off, hopefully that does the trick and he can get into scrimmage and and be ready to go in game five, but again, who knows? Gonna take a break, come back. Some things happened with the Warriors in game three that were pretty bad, and it wasn't the Warriors players. And a big trade in the NBA happened that could have an effect on the Warriors. I'll have to explain it to you, but it's all coming up next. But first, want to send a big shout out to Grip Six Belts. Today's show is brought to you by Grip Six, ultra lightweight with no holes. No flap, and it is a great Father's Day gift. Grip6 has a special offer for you at grip6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Hewlett-Packard Enterprise. At CDW, we get modern servers need to be flexible, flexible scalable, and predictable. I predicted you'd say that. 
<clears throat> okay, what would I say next? Probably something about server security. Impressive and freaky. CDW can implement secure Hewlett-Packard Enterprise Gen 10 servers that improve speed and performance while reducing costs. While co- reducing costs. See, predictable. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. I predict a web address. CDW.com slash HPE. I'm in your mind, man. What up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. And I want to get to something that that the Warriors look terrible. They look absolutely terrible in this situation. Uh, During game three, Kyle Lowry's diving for a ball that, you know, he probably didn't have a chance to get, but this is that regardless that that has no, makes no difference in what actually happened. Uh, He's diving for a ball. Can't get to it. Probably didn't have a good shot at getting it anyways, but he dives into the crowd. It was a rough, rough fall too. Uh, He went hard to go after it and, he crashed into the front row pretty hard and, you know, did land on a couple of people, but the people that he landed on were fine and, you know, holding him up, helping him up. But some guy sitting front row decides to reach over and shove him and start cussing him out. And I think the NBA should have zero tolerance policy. I think that it's despicable and ridiculous. And, you know, if Kyle Lowry decides to start swinging on this guy, who gets in trouble? Kyle Lowry does. Not the guy who started shoving him, uh, started shoving some guy while he's at work. It turns out this guy was Mark Stevens, who is a minority owner of the Warriors, some billionaire uh, who gives a I think he should be banned probably for life. More than one year, at least. Kyle Lowry feels the same way. This is what Kyle Lowry had to say. I think what I what I think and what I feel is a guy like that shouldn't be a part of a shouldn't be a part of our league. Uh, being honest with you, that's my personal opinion. That's just how I feel. Um, and you know, we've had situations like this before, and it's you know, and the league's done the right thing, and um, and that's protecting the players and protecting the, the image of the league. I do want to give Kyle Lowry credit for how he's handled this. Not just for not hauling off on Mark Stevens, but for also the way he's handled it in the media and in the public. Uh, There's no room for that. Whether you're just some fan or you're an owner, in my eyes, the fact that he's a minority owner makes it that much worse. Makes it so that it should be even more punishable. I have not passed along the fact that they, they came down with a punishment that he is suspended from attending any NBA games or events or anything having to do with the Warriors for the next year. So the entire 2019-2020 season and obviously the rest of the finals and find $500,000. And I don't, look, I have no idea what it's like to be a billionaire. Maybe you you have so much money that $500,000 doesn't seem like a lot. But I don't know if you ever get to a point where $500,000 doesn't seem like a lot of money. But this is a terrible look for the Warriors. And not just the Warriors as an organization, but more specifically, Joe Lacob, Peter Goober. I don't know how far it goes. I I doubt Bob Myers would have any say in this uh, or anything. I mean, I doubt it. And we'll see what happens. I do believe that before the suspension's up, that... 
Mark Stevens will be forced to sell his shares and he will not be a minority owner anymore because this is unacceptable. It's ridiculous. There's no place for it, regardless of who you are, whether you're, you know, the fan in Utah that was screaming at Russell Westbrook or you're the billionaire sitting courtside that put your hands on Kyle Lowry. There's no place for it in the NBA. I'm a little upset and disappointed in the Warriors and the NBA for not sending a message. Maybe he doesn't deserve a lifetime ban, but this was a situation where they could send a message. Let it be known that there is zero tolerance for anything like this. And people think that I'm overreacting. Uh, bull****. Come, come into my studio and push me while I'm doing this show. See how I react. Uh, and I want to give Kyle Lowry a ton of credit. Look, Kyle Lowry is a knockoff Chris Paul. Super annoying on the court. But that does not give anyone the right to put their hands on him or to go as far as to, you know, say some of the things that were said. Now, it wasn't as bad as some other things that have been said. And part of the reason why they, I don't know, are potentially allowing him to come back to NBA games is because he doesn't have a history of this. Cool. I don't have a history of murder. We going to go chill on my first murder then? Like, I know that's an extreme, but I just think it's a weak, weak stance by the NBA. And it's obviously because of this guy's wealth, uh, which is total bullshit. And uh, I, I just think it's it's bad enough that uh, it's taking away from the NBA Finals, but that it's a, a, a bad mark on the Warriors organization right now. Now, they do have time to fix it. Again, I do think it will be fixed to where he's no longer with the team and no longer a minority owner, and who knows if he'll ever go back to NBA games, and he has to live with uh, you know a, a, a good amount of shame from this, but still, I, I thought the, the NBA and the Golden State Warriors had a chance to send a message, and instead they didn't. Mark Stevens put out some, you know, can ham uh, apology today. I don't want to hear it. It's, like I said, not only is it taken away from the finals, but you know who else had to answer for it today? Guys who, that's the last thing they want to do or talk about. Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson, Steph. Uh, this is taken away from the game, from the finals, and making the guys have to deal with it who weren't even involved. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark Tom, Mark Mark Stevens needs to be gone, and and I think he will be. Um, you know, I don't look. I don't know what the process is of getting a minority owner out of your team. Maybe there's legal stuff where they couldn't come out today and just be like, yeah, he's done. But I, I will be kind of embarrassed for the Warriors if they don't end up getting him out of there. But that's just me. Maybe you guys disagree, but I thought it was awful and uh, a bad look for everyone involved besides Kyle Lowry. Going to take one more break. Come back. There was a major trade. Uh, major might be strong. But a pretty big trade made yesterday that involved two teams in the Eastern Conference but could have some ramifications for the Warriors. And trust me, it's not in the way you're thinking. That's coming up next here on Locked on Warriors. But first, today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. 
That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the old-fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Dubs getting ready to take on Toronto Raptors this evening. Game four, NBA Finals. Let's go. But first... There was a trade yesterday in the NBA. Wasn't huge, but could have some ramifications for the Warriors, and I'll explain that to you as I get through it. The Brooklyn Nets traded Alan Crabb, a 2019 first-round pick, which is number 17 in this year's uh, draft, a 2020 lottery-protected first, to Atlanta for Torian Prince and a 2021 second rounder. So you can look at it like this. They traded this year's first rounder and Alan Crabb to Atlanta to take on Alan Crabb's contract. And then they traded the 2020 first rounder for Torian Prince and the second round pick. And what it does is it clears cap space for Brooklyn, which it sounds like is a destination for Kyrie and the ramification that I'm speaking of for the Warriors isn't because maybe KD goes there. Maybe he does. But I'm just saying the the, the point I'm trying to make with KD is no one knows what KD is going to do at all. He could end up in Orlando if he decides to leave. No one has any idea what KD's thinking. So if he does end up in Brooklyn, that's, you know, great. But I that that's not what I'm talking about as far as this trade's concerned. One of the things for me personally, is I like Torian Prince as a player. I think he's a damn good player. And I thought that if KD potentially leaves, he would have been a good target for the Warriors to try and replace him with. Young, small forward, solid defender, solid three-point shooter, etc. But that's off the table now. It doesn't even matter. Where I'm looking at for it potentially affecting the Warriors in a positive way is, and I'm going to get way more into this once the finals are over, but we've seen the Warriors buy into the second round for years now. They did it with Jordan Bell. They did it with Pat McCaw. And not only just buy into the second round, you can also add cash to trades. So you're allowed to buy second round picks, or let's say if they wanted to try and get another first round pick, they could trade, you know, I, I don't know, Jacob Evans and X amount of cash. Now, the limit is $5.2 million. And the Warriors have all of that $5.2 million to offer either in trades or to buy second rounders with. Now, the reason why this matters is because before today, before this trade, Atlanta had the eighth pick, the 10th pick, both first rounders, obviously, and then they had three second rounders, 35, 41, and 44. 
a team like Atlanta is not trying to add five rookies to its to its roster and develop these guys. They're already a very young roster. They're looking for uh, veteran leadership, veteran players, etc. So they were already a potential team that the Warriors could buy a second rounder from or trade for whatever. But now that they have three first-round picks, number eight, number 10, number 17, three second-round picks, 35, 41, and 44, they're def- it's even more of a team that would be willing to unload some of these picks. And then if you look at the obviously obvious connection of the Atlanta GM, Travis Schlenk, and his time with the Warriors as an assistant GM to Bob Myers, there's a relationship there. Now, who knows what will happen, but it just looks like a potential a potential team, a potential deal could be there. And who knows? Maybe they end up buying the Bulls pick again. Maybe they don't buy any second-round pick. But the bottom line is the Warriors have put themselves, kept themselves in a good position with having all of that $5.2 million to spend, whether it's just strictly on a second-rounder or as part of a trade for players, whatever. The only thing is Atlanta cannot receive the entire 5.2. They have already received some money in trades. That's the thing. You can spend up to 5.2, and you can receive up to 5.2 in trades. Now, Atlanta's already received $2 million, so they can only receive 3.2, but there's also ways around it. If you, you can agree to a trade and then not complete it until the new league year begins, which then replenishes the money, blah, 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 blah kind of getting in the weeds here but i just thought it was interesting looking at uh at teams with an excess of second round picks that they might not use that the warriors might be able to uh you know take off their hands but we'll have to wait and see thank you guys so much for listening i'll be back later tonight with a game for recap hopefully recapping a win That will be on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can't climb a mountain if it's smooth, right? You got to go over the rough spots. (laughs) Peace. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Bay Area sports fans, this is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked On Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.